Jai Jai Sitchitanya Jai Anichananda Jai Adaita Chandra Jai Gaurabhakta Kinvinda Jai Jai Sitchitanya Jai Anichananda Jai Adaita Chandra Jai Gaurabhakta Vinda Vande Rupasanatanara Guyago Si jiva gupala, sa gupala go. So today we were discussing about Srila uh, Jiva Goswami. Srila mm. Jiva Goswami uh, is, the, uh, is the nephew of Rupa and Sanatan, the son of their younger brother, Shivala. It is said that uh, Srila Jiva Goswami appeared in the year 1513 and lived till 1598. And it was a next generation. So uh, Rupa and Sanatan, they, uh, they, left, uh, they left somewhere around... 1554. So, Jiva Goswami was uh, was for a long time um, a uh, a very prominent personality in uh, in leading the movement after the departure of Rupa and Sanatan. Uh, and even when Jiva Goswami or when Rupa and Sanatan were in their in their old age, Jiva Goswami was very much instrumental in the mission of spreading Krishna consciousness uh, is um, he made plans to spread Krishna consciousness to Bengal. He, uh, uh, other devotees to, uh, to uh, like Govindadas to uh, write uh, more bhajans. So in this way, uh, Jiva Goswami had a great desire to spread Krishna consciousness. As the son of Srivalap uh, appearing in Ramakeli, um, it was, some say, that Jiva Goswami saw Chaitanya Mahabhu as a child. Uh, it would be, it's possible because when you speak about dates, uh, dates are such a thing. It is thought that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came uh, between 1510 and 1514 to, uh, to Ramakali. And maybe the later dates are more uh, acceptable. So uh, if Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came in 1514 and Jiva would have appeared in 1513, then it would have just worked and he would have seen the Lord. But we don't find any reference of his mother uh, bringing him before Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He would think uh, that she would place the child uh, before Mahaprabhu uh, to get his blessings. Uh, but there's no, no reference to that, nothing. So it remains obscure. And as I say, it, it could be Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came at 1511. It could be that... Jiva Goswami uh, appeared in 1512. I mean, 
1513 is given, but these such dates one cannot carve in stone because uh, history is such a thing, uh, and especially in a society that wasn't trying to keep uh, Western records, we, we live these things. But whether Jiva Goswami, as a, as a small child, saw the Lord or not, uh, Jiva Goswami saw the Lord uh, after some time in a dream and very vividly. Um, it is said that Jiva Goswami, when he was small, he was worshipping deities of Krishna and Balaram. And at some hour or other, he was preoccupied with his deities, even although a child. Um, so he was already a devotee uh, in his childhood, and he was worshipping Krishna and Balaram. And then one day he had a dream, and then in the dream, the deities transformed into full-size personalities of Krishna and Balaram. And like they appear to be in flesh and blood, although they're transcendental and never in flesh and blood, but full forms. And, uh, and when he saw these full forms, he was amazed. Then the next thing that happened is that these forms transformed into Gornitai. So in this way, uh, in this way, Jiva Goswami uh, developed uh, deep faith that there was no difference between uh, Krishna and Balaram and Gornitai. Uh, then later, uh, later, uh, later as Jiva Goswami grew up, uh, he went and uh, on the way to to to, to Navadvip. Oh. And as he came to Navadvip, he met with Lord Nichananda. And in the Bhakti Ratnakara, it is described that uh, Lord Nichananda instructed him to go to Vrindavan. Uh, according to Srila Bhakti Thakur, at that time, oh, just one moment, please. Uh, yes. Sorry, I was, I was waiting for an important uh, message, so had to take that. Uh, so Jiva Goswami was, uh, according to Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur, was taken around the uh, entire Dham of Navadvip, and, uh, and this reveals to us the Navadvip Dham, Mahatmya, uh, and, uh, and, and it basically describes the whole nature of Navadvip Dham in the Navadvip Dham Mahatmya. Then we see that Jiva Goswami was instructed by, uh, by Jiva Goswami, by uh, Nichananda, to join his uncles in Vrindavan. And, uh, of course, that was a confirmation of what uh, he wanted to do anyway. He was just holding back. He was just being held back by his mother all throughout his youth. He was just not allowed to go. He wanted to, but he first, you know, had to go. But uh, 
uh, Jiva Goswami went and, but Lord Nichananda instructed him to first study in Banaras. So he went and he studied there and he studied under a great, great scholar named Madhusudan Bhachaspati. And in this way, Nichananda, uh, no, sorry, in this way, Jiva Goswami very quickly, very quickly became a, a, a very learned scholar. And even in his youth, even in his youth, Jiva Goswami was exceptional. Uh, even before going to Banaras, he was learning very quickly and very easily. And therefore, uh, it was felt that he should go and study. So when he studied in Banaras, he became very, very learned, very, very quickly. And everyone was just amazed at his scholarship and, uh, and, and people were inquiring from him. And he was like, virtually speaking, they were, uh, he could have been a great teacher there in, in Banaras, that famous seat of learning. Mm. But he was not interested. He was not interested in, 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 in any prestige in this world. Instead, he went to Vrindavan. And as he went to Vrindavan, um, he, uh, he approached uh, Sanatan Goswami for initiation, who directed him to Rupa Goswami. And Rupa Goswami accepted because it was the desire of Sanatan Goswami. And Rupa Goswami then was training Jiva Goswami. And he trained Jiva Goswami in doing menial service. Uh, Jiva Goswami was an assistant. Jiva Goswami was cleaning, washing. Uh, Jiva Goswami was setting up paraphernalia for the puja and Rupa would do the puja. Uh, Jiva Goswami was preparing leaves for Rupa Goswami to write. So in this way, uh, he was uh, doing menial service of the Guru. It is said that somewhere along those years, uh, a Digvijay Pandit came to Vindavan who had conquered many scholars. And this, he came with a Vijay Patra, a a document which all those who had been defeated by him had to sign. So he came to debate with Sanatan Goswami and Sanatan Goswami said, oh, what would you like? What do you want? You want to debate with me? He said, what do you want? You want me to sign your Vijay Patra that I'm defeated? He said, yes. All right, Sanatan Goswami said, and he just signed it. So, and Rupa signed also. So in this way, the Pandit was very, very pleased. Now he could show that he had defeated even Rupa and Sanatana. Uh, but when Jiva Goswami uh, heard that, he became very upset. So he decided to enter into a debate with that Pandit. And he, told, he utterly defeated him. Uh, and the Pandit had to leave there in shame. Uh, but after that, after that, Rupa Goswami uh, was uh, 
was chastising Jiva. Huh? Said, how could he be so proud of his scholarship to enter into debate? Rupen Sanatan had simply signed the Vijay Patra because they had no interest in worldly reputation. Um, so in this, of course, Jiva Goswami, he also had no interest in worldly reputation. His interest was to protect, uh, protect the reputation of Rupa and Sanatana and to, to, to protect the reputation of the movement of Lord Chaitanya. So his, his motive was completely pure. But Rupa chastised him and told him that if, if you're so proud, then you cannot stay here in Vindavan. Vindavan is a place for humble servants of the Lord, so you should leave. It is said that, uh, that then, uh, that then Jiva Goswami went to stay somewhere outside of Vindavan in a cave on the banks of the Yamuna. Mm. And uh, Sanatan Goswami, he tolerated it for some time, but at one point uh, he asked Rupa Goswami, what are the, what is the essence of, uh, of the Vaishnava uh, teachings? Uh, and, uh, and he said, yes, the essence of Vaishnava teachings, it is, uh, Namruchi, a taste for the chanting of the holy name. Vaishnav Seva, service to the, to the Vaishnavas. And Jiva Daya. Ah, yes. Sanatana Goswami said, yes, this is correct. Namruchi, taste for the chanting of the holy name. Ah, yes, yes. Vaishnav Seva. Yes, 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 serving the Vaishnavas. Ah, yes. Uh, and he said, Jivadaya. Uh, mercy to the Jivas. And then Sanatana Goswami said, Then, if Jivadaya is one of the, of the essential aspects, of, of the teachings of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm. Then why are you not merciful to Jiva? So then Rupa Goswami called uh, Jiva Goswami back uh, and engaged him again. It is said that later Rupa Goswami gave, he personally made some deities. Uh, Rupa Goswami was very expert and in so many things, very learned and scholar and a real scholar, but Rupa Goswami was also expert in making deities. So he made deities of Radha and Krishna, which he gave to, uh, to Jiva Goswami. And these deities, they were deities, they were Radha Damodar. Uh, it says later, uh, Jiva Goswami uh, worshipped those deities. And later, uh, Jiva Goswami made a connection with Akbar, 
in the museum in Agra, I have heard that there is a is a painting or a drawing which shows uh, which shows how uh, how Akbar is falling at the feet of Jiva Goswami in full obeisances. And, uh, and Akbar helped in various ways uh, to make uh, several of the temples in Vrindavan. Uh, he made um, the temples of Radhamadu Mahan, uh, Radha Govinda, Radha Gopinath, and a fourth temple, Yugo Gishore. And uh, so Akbar arranged and paid for these temples. And we also see, uh, I read a poem uh, in an earlier lecture, of uh, which which is published by DC Sin, where Akbar is offering prayers to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his kirtan, and is falling in great ecstasy in prayer at at his lotus feet. So here we see that Akbar is is a hidden Vaishnava. Uh, Anyway, so that is going on. And uh, so one of Akbar's uh, associates, he, uh, he wanted to assist Jiva Goswami. And, and he arranged that some land was purchased near Sevakunj. And it is there that Jiva Goswami then asked him to construct a temple. And there he installed the deities of Radha so th those are some of the details about Jiva Goswami's uh, life as a devotee. Um, there, uh, there in that place, uh, naturally that was the place where Jiva Goswami was based and where he was writing. And it, it became therefore uh, a headquarters of uh, of literature and uh, and it is stated that jiva goswami he wanted uh, that a uh, he approached akbar to uh, he wanted to make a grand bandar uh, store as a bandar is a great storehouse and grand is a book so a grand bandar, uh, or a library where he would store all handwritten copies of grand scriptures and the books of Sanatan and the, and the other Goswamis. Uh, so uh, this is very interesting. Um, uh, his, he was very eager to preserve the books of the Goswamis and he wrote about this in his Sankalpa Patra or his last will or testament. Um, so Jiva Goswami uh, saw that as a great mission. He saw himself as the um, as as not only a scholar who who was writing so many books, but he also saw himself as a missionary to push forward, uh, push forward. Uh, uh, the uh, mm, push forward the movement of Lord Chaitanya.
So it said that Jiva Goswami wrote at least 25 books and uh, they say that he wrote about, uh, in all these books, he wrote about uh, 400,000 verses. So that's a huge number, very prolific writing. Um, Besides the uh, Satsandarbha, which are really uh, important. Um, um, he wrote so many other uh, mm, other important things. Um, one thing, he wrote this Sanskrit uh, grammar book, the court, Harinamam Rita Vyakarana. Um, it was a book that was made uh, to teach Sanskrit grammar, but it was also doing so by taking various names of the Lord. And in this way, it was also meant to make the person who studied Sanskrit grammar in this way at the same time, Krishna conscious. Uh, one book, which I like very much, is the, uh, is the Gopal Champu uh, from Jiva Goswami. It's just amazing. Uh, the Gopal Champu. So let me uh, quickly open up the Gopal Champu for you and read and sample it a little bit. Um, one moment. Gopal Champu, where is that? Oh. Come on. Mm-hmm. Ah, here. Uh, no. How do they spell things here? That's also not clear. Let's read a little bit. Some of the opening words. There's a forest called Vrindavan, which supplies all things necessary for pastimes. There Krishna makes himself the object of realization for devotees filled with longing. Just as the sky is the shelter of the zodiac, just as the king is the shelter of Dharma, just as Vedas are the shelter of the discernment of truth, just as attainment of desire is the shelter of happiness, just as Rasa is the shelter of Vibhav, Anubhav, Sattvikabhav, Yabhacharibhav, and Stahibhav, just as Krishna is the shelter of six qualities and the shelter of Prem, just as Vaikuntha is the shelter of Narayan, Krishna is the shelter of all living beings. In Vrindavan, Golok exists unseen by our eyes because of its power of invisibility. In Golok, Krishna plays, playing the roles of a son or friend in a suitable manner under the control of the devotees, does not deviate from that love. 
By his mere thought, like a touchstone, all actions are accomplished. He is never free of repaying the amassed debt of the fifth goal, the wealth of Prem, all persons living there in bliss. Though he exists there eternally, leaving Golok with the resonance and revealing himself as an unequaled with great pleasure, the destroyer of demons gives joy to this universe. He enters like a divine dancer coming from the dressing room. Hmm. So he takes us to Vrindavan uh, and points out that this Vrindavan is non different from, from Golok. And he describes Vrindavan, and he describes the residence of Vrindavan, and he describes the cruelty of Akrura, uh, and uh, oh, Krishna. No. Oh, I, I mean, that's why I can't find it. Somehow or other. I was in the wrong volume. Uh -huh. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, Krishna, come on. I'm gonna, we're gonna do this. Again, same problem. Yes, now I've got one. Okay, read a little bit more. From this is Gopal Champu, part one. The last bit was that I read before was from Gopal Champu, part two, and chapter one. And now this is Gopal Champu, part one, chapter one. May this world called Gopal Chantry increase, increase the bliss of the cowherd such as Nanda who are recognized by Krishna. Hmm. There exists the auspicious place called Vrindavan, full of prosperity, the glorious forest of the earth deity. Ah, this forest is for the protection of all people. The slightest touch of Vrindavan surpasses the wind in its quickness and power to purify. Though the place is unfettered in bestowing Arta, Dharma and Kama, it always bestows liberation. Though a trace of Vrindavan produces liberation, Vrindavan itself remains indifferent to liberation because of eagerness to bind a person to the qualities of Vrindavan. Though Vrindavan gives bhakti to the devotees, it never destroys bhakti. Brahma had a desire to be born in Vrindavan, thinking himself deprived of good fortune. 
He then decided to perform worship. Um, well, let's just stick with that. Though Vrindavan gives bhakti to the devotee, it never destroys bhakti. Now, Vrindavan uh, desires to give bhakti to the devotees. Um, mm. So Vrindavan is uh, is meant to increase the pleasure of Krishna, and Vrindavan is meant to um, to increase the devotion in the devotees so that they can increase the pleasure of Krishna. In Vrindavan, the essence of supreme generosity resides. There is eternal perfection of the festival of bliss for the son of Nanda, who gives bliss to all people and appears in this world repeatedly to give the world benefit. Sukadev Goswami has written concerning the astonishing bliss, Vrindavanam Govardhanam Yamuna Pulinanicha Viksya Sid Uttama Priti Rama Madhava Yurnipa. O King Pariksit, when Rama and Krishna saw Vrindavan Govardhan and the banks of the river Yamuna, they both enjoyed great flesh. In Vrindavan, first Govardhan is praised. Gokul is the abode of Krishna, who is known in the Purana. Mm. So, the particular qualities of Govardhan are as follows. It is generally known that Manasa Ganga and Govardhan are different, but I consider that the streams of affection coming from Krishna in the form of Manasa Ganga have entered within Govardhan. I consider that the two glorious Kunds, because of their joining at Govardhan and because of their fragrance, are on the pretext of being Kunds, actually the Prem of Radha and Krishna. For one can see that the Kunds tremble in the breeze, become stunned, remain liquid, with bhakti, and their waters take the form of thick rasa. Vrindavan becomes excellent with the Yamuna rivers. Oh. Not only does bathing in her waters reveal Krishna, but also seeing her reveals Krishna, since he carries the weight of the sweet dark form of Krishna. Mm. Bathing in her waters, seeing the Yamuna, reveals Krishna. Oh. So he says these very deep things about the Dham here, uh, very deep. Uh, not only that we become purified by the Amuna and so on, no, it's like he best says, just bathing in the Amuna, seeing the Amuna reveals Krishna. I mean, those are like uh, very powerful things. Poets, use metaphors to describe the Yamuna. Has the perpuration poured from Krishna's body to form the Yamuna because of his great love for all his affectionate devotees? Or has the devotee's great love for Krishna by continuous meditation turned the Yamuna black? Mm. Mm. Yes, yeah, so the perspiration from Krishna's body, did that make the Yamuna? and then it might be black. Or the devotee's great love for Krishna by continuous meditation turned the Yamuna black because the devotees are just thinking of the bank. The, banks, the bank of the Yamuna produces increase of great prem. Oh, let us wonder 
on this bank of the Yamuna so that it can increase our great prem. The banks of the Yamuna manifesting the rasa of the Raslila performed by Krishna protect the devatas. Has Yamuna produced banks using a delightful magical powder which creates attraction for Krishna? The Bandira tree agitates our mind. How can one describe the Bandira tree's prem for Krishna? When Lord Krishna disappeared, the tree thought, let Govardhan and other dear objects remain visible. But I cannot remain visible in this universe. Then the tree also disappeared. See the deep prema of Vrindavan, uh, the deep love of Vrindavan. Now we're just not only speaking that Vrindavan gives love. We're not only speaking that, you know, anybody who is, is staying in Vrindavan is getting love for Krishna. Now, look at the love of Vrindavan itself. Vrindavan sometimes becomes stunned in the form of mountains and sometimes trembles in the forms of leaves quivering in the trees. Sometimes Vrindavan's hair stand on end in the form of sprouting buds. When Krishna, the son of the king of Raja, appears surrounded by the inhabitants of Raja, do not some objects also appear desiring to indicate this appearance? I perceive that this is correct, for the land of Raja produces all the suitable objects for his pastimes. There's a verse from Bhagavatam. Tata Arabhyananda Shivraja Sarvasam Ridimam Hare Nivasatma Gunai Rama Kridam Abunripa. O Maharaj Pariksit, the home of Nanda Maharaj is eternally the abode of the Supreme Personality of God in its transcendental qualities and is therefore always naturally endowed with the opulence of all wealth. Yet beginning from Lord Krishna's appearance, there it became the place for the pastimes of the goddess of fortune. Bhagavatam 10, 5, 18. Hmm. So, we can see that Jiva Goswami is not just uh, a great scholar, uh, but Jiva Goswami is, is completely on the is completely transcendental and is fully understanding the uh, the nature of, of Vrindavan. Now he quotes uh, from scripture, he quotes the Gotamiya Tantra and then a whole, O master of the people, I desire to hear about the 12 forests of Vrindavan. I'm if I'm qualified, please tell me. Krishna then spoke. This pleasant Vrindavan is my only abode. There all cows, animals, birds, insects and humans are without death. Those who live under my mercy come to my abode on dying. The daughters of the coward men live in my abode, completely giving up all connections. They serve me continually. This place, measuring five yojanas, is no different from my body. The Yamuna, flowing with the sweetest nectar, is Susumna, the central nerve of that body. All the Devas and the element exist there in a spiritual form. I, the embodiment of all Devas, do not leave that forest for a moment, though I appear and disappear in this world, age after age. But this radiant forest, full of transcendental pleasure, is invisible to the material eye. Hmm. Jiva Goswami, um, in this way, is describing to us uh, Vrindavan and, and lifting the curtain um, 
What can we see of Vrindavan? But when we go in the Gopal Champu to Vrindavan with Jiva Goswami, we're going to uh, deeper and deeper levels of, of Vrindavan. It is Jiva Goswami in Gopal Champu is, is commenting on the 10th canto of uh, Srimad Bhagavatam uh, by describing pastimes and every once in a while uh, referring to a verse of the 10th canto. Um, he particularly in the book puts the, uh, the mood of Mathura and Dwarka next to the mood of Vrindavan. And, and he shows, and he shows how the mood of, uh, of Vrindavan is just superior. Like at one point he describes how uh, there is this eclipse going on and everyone is going to Kurukshetra and uh, Vasudev is there uh, to perform a great sacrifice. Um, and Krishna is there. Then Nanda Maharaj arrives and as, as Krishna sees Nanda Maharaj, he becomes so emotional, so emotional that, uh, you know, Vasudev is shocked because he's never shown such love for his own father. Anyway, uh, then Nanda, then Vasudev rationalizes and says, well, it's understandable because he stayed there for a, for a long time after all. And then, uh, and then, just then, uh, a Brahmana comes and he calls Vasudev and says that Vasudev should now go uh, and join the sacrifice because he has to perform some particular ritual since he's the one who is, uh, has taken the initiative to perform the sacrifice. And as the ritual is being performed, it's very important to ward off inauspiciousness, the inauspiciousness of the eclipse. And uh, Ananda Maharaj is just, uh, uh, just saying like, what's the, where's the question of any inauspiciousness when Krishna and Balaram are present? Hmm. Anyway, so uh, the Gopal Champu, is like uh, a book that is uh, is very sweet, very deep, uh, gives us very profound insights in Vrindavan, in Vraja Bhakti, and in yeah, in the pure love of God. So of the residence of Vrindavan. So Jiva Goswami is not only uh, on the on the scholarly side. Um, now, let me just oh, look. Now, let us look a little bit at uh, at some more of Jiva Goswami's writings. Hmm. So, let's go to the Sandarbhas. And I'll just go to the Krishna Sandarbha. And I'll just go somewhere. Oh, sorry.
Just a moment. Huh? Mm -hmm. I just want to go somewhere in the middle of the book. You know. Okay, oops, what did I do now? Gosh, I'm really messing it up. Mm. I managed to go to, and yeah, we're doing it again. Okay, let's begin somewhere. So, Namastasmai Bhagavati Krishna Yamala Kirtyati Yodatta Sarva Bhutanam Abhava Yus Sati Kalaha So, uh, it's page 814 from the uh, Krishna Sandarbha, from, uh, translated by Banuswami. I offer my obeisances to the person of spotless fame, the Supreme Lord, who contains within himself attractive avatars, so that all living beings can extinguish suffering. Srimad Bhagavatam 10.87.46 The commentary of Sridhar Swami says, Narada praises Narayan as an avatar of Krishna. Since it has been said, Krishna's to Bhagavan Swayam, he indicates that Krishna should be praised with prayers since Narada offers his respects to Krishna after hearing the prayers of the Shrutis. This superiority is indicated by Krishna's exceptional quality of giving liberation to his enemies. This is from Srimad Bhagavatam 10.87.23 and the translation is simply by const constantly thinking of him the enemies of the Lord attain the same supreme truth whom sages fixed in yoga worship by controlling their breath, mind and senses. Similarly, we Srutis who generally see you as all-pervading will achieve the same nectar from your lotus feet that your concerts, concerts are able to relish because of their loving attraction to your mighty serpentine arms, for you look upon us and your concerts in the same way. Mm. So the Vedas personified are speaking and the Vedas personified uh, are actually uh, uh, the uh, also later becoming gopis. Mm. Krishna is the cause of the guna avatars. Iti 
udavenati anurakta chetasa pristo kridanna kasva shakti bi grihita murti traye isvareshvo varo jagat saprema manohar smitaha thus requested by the most affectionate Udava, Krishna the supreme controller of all controllers he utilizes the universe for his pastimes and assumes three forms of the Purusa avatars by his energy, began to reply, distract, displaying his attractive smile filled with love. Ah, well, so, in the previous verse, um, Krishna is established as the origin of Narayan. Now, in this verse, it is said that Krishna, the supreme controller of all controllers, who utilizes the universe for his pastimes and assumes three forms of the Purusa avatars by his energy, began to reply, displaying his attractive, attractive smile filled with love. The meaning is clear. One should always see the following. Ajanatam tvatpadavim anatmani atmatmana basi vitatya mayam Sista vivam jagatu vidana itam tom isanta isatrineta. For persons ignorant of your actual position, you appear in the material in the material world, spreading Maya. For the creation of the universe, you appear like me, Brahma. For his maintenance, you appear like Vishnu. For its annihilation, you appear like Lord Shiva. Srimad Bhagavatam ten fourteen. 19. So then, Itimati Upakalpita, Vitrishna Bhagavati, Satvata Pungave, Vibhumi, Sasukam Upagate, Vihartum Prakritim Upeyusi, Yadbhava Pravab. At the end of my life, I offer my thoughts to you. Bhagavan, full of six qualities, best of the Yadu, superior to all other forms of the Lord. Absorbed in bliss with your associates, and who has pastime in the form of the Purusha avatar, sometimes accept Maya by your glance, which produces the material world. Sridhar Swami commentary in this. Bhishma offer, offers his work to Krishna in order to pray for Rati to Krishna, the highest goal. Vibhumni means to Krishna in comparison to whom no one has any greatness. This shows that Krishna has supreme power. He is endowed, upagate, with the highest bliss arising from his sarup, Swasukam, he comments, he sometimes accepts Upeyusi's prakriti of play. He's not like the jiva who is dependent and has his sarup covered. His play is described. From this play, the secrets of creation, Bhagavad Pravaha, manifests. So this is more technical, as you can see different than the Gopal Champu. Uh, here in the Sandarbas, though, it is very clear. Krishna is established as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. It is established how uh, Krishna expands himself in the forms of various avatars and so on. And this is, uh, and in this way, Jiva Goswami is now establishing Tattva, uh, whereas in the Gopal Champu, establishes Ras, and he establishes Tattva. But without Tattva, Ras can never be properly understood or properly tasted. Uh, without the truth, one cannot 
understand the nature of ras. Yes, just like there are some who think that Lord Nichananda is Radharani and that Gornitai are, are then Radha Krishna. But that is not understood at all. It is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu who is Radharani and Krishna at the same time. And it is Lord Nichananda. The original servant, Balaram, who was just serving the Lord and assisting him in, in relishing now this greater transcendental taste. I will now end the, today this, uh, this uh, presentation. Um, I thank you very much for being with us uh, every day. Um, Tomorrow, I will not be able to speak because uh, I will not be free at that time, uh, unfortunately. So I have to miss one day, but I will be back uh, on Friday. And I'm looking forward to seeing you all. And uh, I'm very happy, very happy to be able to uh, associate, uh, to just be with you. And as I said, my aim is to have some uncomplicated discussion on a transcendental nature and to little by little introduce us, uh, introduce us to the movement of Lord Chaitanya, the very movement that we are part of. And by introducing all the six Goswamis to, uh, in, in the last few lectures, I've tried to... Um, to bring us closer to uh, closer into the movement of Lord Chaitanya and understanding how much are we part of the movement of Lord Chaitanya. So thank you and have a wonderful day. So tomorrow I'm going to miss you, but uh, the next day I will certainly speak. If somehow or other I can manage it anyway tomorrow, I will try. And in that case, so you could just have a look at, uh, at one o'clock because it could happen that I'll make it. Thank you very much. Jiva Goswami Ki Jai, Ananta Koti Vaishnava Vrinda Ki Jai.